0: Hello everyone and welcome to Secret Keepers Club Thank you guys for tuning in Happy to have you here as always I love to sit down, chit chat with my girlies um, For Secret Keepers Club and for the Spotify Live show Which is on every Thursday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific It's called Confessions with Carly It's on the Spotify Live app You can call in, you can message You can chit chat with the girls in the group chat It is just such a freaking hoot Okay, so thank you guys for all of that And also a special thank you to the people who came out (laughs) (laughs) the people who came out, uh, to the shows this weekend that I had in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Now, you know, when you're going to a place like Pottstown, you don't know what you're going to get and boy, oh boy, did it exceed my expectations. So I, I just wanted to personally, I would, I would personally make out with anybody that, that came to those shows. I, I love you so much. Let me explain to those of you that don't know what's going on. So I find out I'm going to this place called Pottstown, which sounds like a dream, right? And I get there, I get to the venue, which was, it. I pulled up to this like hall. It was like a hall where you would have a wedding, right? Like a ballroom kind of situation. And there's a wedding going on. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in there? Like, this is where my show is. This is the address. What, What, like, Where the hell is the show? And then the uh, owner of the club comes up and he's like, oh, hey, he's like, oh, I'm so happy you're here. I've known this guy for a million years. His name's Soul Joel. And if you're a comedian, if you're a comedian in New York, the last, I would say like, if you started like 10, 15 years ago, you definitely know this guy, right? It was like, it's kind of a rite of passage to do (laughs) shows with Soul Joel, all right? And he's like, yeah, no, the, the, the show isn't in here. The show's out there. And I'm like, out where? And he's like, outside. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's 40 degrees out. And he's like, no, no, no. It's not like out in open air. It's in, now I want you to all brace yourself for this. It's in the barn, in the parking lot. So I said, oh, of course, of course it is. And so I did the shows in the freezing, (laughs) By the way, Jesse missed the first show too. Jesse was stuck in traffic. She she landed super, super late. Uh, so she missed the first show. Like, you know, the first night that we were there. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay. So I did the show in the shed. I don't even know if I would call it a barn. I don't know if it was a barn or a shed, but there was something going on in there. Um in the freezing cold, and it was wet. And all my girlies my girlies sat out there, my girlies sat out there, and then they listened to the show, and they enjoyed the show, and I appreciate them very much for that and i and I have to find a way to repay you for for that. um my tootsies were cold, my fingers were cold, I was shivering in my damn boots, so um you know you it's so funny because with stand up, you just never know what you're going to get. Most of the comedy clubs are great they're great. Like some of them are really beautiful. The ones that aren't super beautiful, they're still really, really cool because it's like, they have history, they're classic, like just kind of like, you know, more like, um, like old school comedy clubs. And then you get some stuff where you're like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And that's no disrespect to my baby boy, Soul Joel. Soul Joel, you know, I love you, man. But the way that the electricity went out when I was on stage the second night, I was on stage, I was telling a joke in the shed and there were and and again i don't i'm not bragging you guys I'm not bragging about my luxurious life the, what was lighting the barn up was strings of you know icicle style christmas lights and i was on stage and and a big chunk of the christmas lights went out so i lost my damn mind <laughs> i never in my life said As many times as I did this weekend, I never in my life said I should have married rich because, you know, all those times you guys have heard me like, yeah, this guy wanted to buy me stuff. It was so disrespectful. And he was trying to he thinks I need his money. And he tried to pay my rent. Fucking asshole. You want to know what? I'm going to be making a few phone calls this week after what I witnessed and what I experienced in damn Pottstown, Pennsylvania. So you'll never hear me singing that. You'll never hear me singing that tune again. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> oh, this guy tried to pay my rent. Oh my God. You know? So yeah. Um. So it was really fun. Honestly, it really was fun. The shows were fun. And when the lights went out, when I was on stage, that was like the most fun I had. Like it really was funny. I know I sound, I'm being sarcastic. I'm telling you it was funny. Um, cause I had a fucking meltdown on stage. I had a fucking meltdown. I go, what is there? A goat? The guy, Joel's in the room. I go, Joel, is there a goat in the back chewing up the wires for the Christmas lights? And then I get off stage. He's like, Oh, I got this little, he had a, a desk size space heater that he plugged in, in the fucking barn. Uh, you know, hoping to heat it He said, no, I just got the space heater. I plugged the space heater in and the lights blew out. I go, oh, well, thank God you got that space heater, man. It's fucking 32 degrees in the show. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. I want to quit. Oh, God, I want to quit so bad. Oh, God. But it's funny. It's funny. It's all part of it. I've I've done worse. I've done real, real hell gigs. This really wasn't a hell gig, believe it or not. But uh, all right, let's get to these questions that you guys sent in to at gmail.com. Um, You can always send them in. And if I miss them, you know what you know what I'm gonna say, my slogan, sometimes these things slip through the cracks. So pump it on back up. Uh, all right. This first one says, is being a virgin a red flag? Hey, Carly, I love your podcast so much. And I never skip an Instagram story because it's always the highlight of my day. Oh, well, thank you so much. I love you. Uh, Okay, so I keep wanting to write in to ask the secret keepers for some love life advice. For any single ladies, we know it's rough out here and the pickings are extra slim these days. For context, I'm in my late 20s and I'm full figured. I definitely have gained 20 pounds through COVID and it's made it super difficult for me to be comfortable and confident in the dating scene. To top it off, I'm also technically a virgin. I love that, technically a virgin. It reminds me of um, Mean Girls, when Regina's like, I was half a virgin when I met him. <laughs> uh, she says, with that being said, dating is something that has been causing me insane amounts of anxiety. Every once in a while, I'll work up the nerve to go out on a hinge date. But then there always comes the question of what point it's appropriate to bring someone into your sexual inexperience. This is something I've worried about since my early 20s. And let me tell you, I still haven't figured it out. I used to say, as long as I entered my whole phase by 29, since that's when Tia and Tamara Mowry had first had sex. I don't know why, but they said this in an interview once, and it always made me feel better about my late start. Um, any longer than that, I would swear that I'm about to be a 40 year old virgin. Anyway, so my question is, when is a good time to tell a date that you've never had sex? And at what age does it start becoming very odd and off-putting? And then she gives a fuck, Mary, kill. Um Okay, hold on. Let me just make sure I save this. Fuck, miracle. So I don't think that it's odd and off-putting. And you want to know what? I would say, and I know this is a double standard, but we deal with a lot of double standards standards that don't work out in our favor. So I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. For a woman, I don't think it's a red flag being a virgin. I'm not saying I think it's a a red flag for a man, but I think... if it were like say it's me right and i'm dating a guy that's in his 30s and he doesn't have any experience i would feel because of all of the like standards and all of the shit that we have to go through being called sluts and all of that stuff i would feel a little uncomfortable being more inexperienced than a man um because of that but I think if you're a woman, I think it's really special. I think it's very unique. I think that you can kind of switch the way you're viewing it and and look at it as a positive thing. Um, I understand what you're saying where you feel inexperienced, but also don't feel the need to talk about this on a first date if you don't want to. Like Wait until you're comfortable and you're you would be comfortable talking about sex with somebody. You don't have to feel like this pressure of like, okay, I'm going to go out on the date. I'm going to feel it out. If we talk about it, I'm going to tell him like, don't put that much pressure on yourself. You know, who's to say these guys you're going on a date with, are even people that you would want to have sex with. If you have had sex before, you know, I don't talk about, um, sorry. I feel like my mic is blown out. Uh, I don't talk about stuff like that when I'm on a first date I usually will, you know, like I guess if it comes up, but I don't know why there's something so um it just makes me feel uncomfortable talking about sex that soon with someone that you're on a date with. So wait until you feel comfortable around the person and if you're starting to consider them as the person you want to lose your virginity to, then you can have that conversation. But other than that, don't put the pressure on yourself to kind of um you know, tell tell everyone because at the same time it's like You don't even have to tell anyone if you don't want, like we don't, I I don't ask people how many people they've slept with before I sleep with them, you know? So you don't even have to, if if that's, what's freaking you out so much, take that out of the equation. You could tell him, like, you can mention it right before, like when you're sure that you want to do it, or you can mention it after like, Hey, that was my first time. Or that was, you know, technically my first time because you said you're technically a virgin. (laughs) But if there's any of you that are listening that have any advice for her that were in similar situation, um, do email us, do email us. But girl, don't, don't, I I don't think there's any man on earth that's going to be like, oh, this girl's a virgin. I don't think that would ever happen. That's kind of like the dream, you know? So don't, don't stress too much about it. Um, all right. This is an update email to the email that we had gotten a while ago from a guy saying that his, um, so the title is humor isn't landing and body shaming. So this is about the guy that he was dating was this really great guy. He was this like gorgeous, sexy doctor, but he kept making comments about his body um, and and hurting his feelings. And that's not very nice. So He was just kind of like writing in saying like, I know that I don't know if he means to do this, but I feel like he's body shaming me. And I feel like we have a different sense of humor. Um, So this is an update on that. Uh, Let's see. So this says, Hey, Carly and the girls, just giving you an update. Long story short, me and the guy broke up. It's crazy when you're in a relationship, how you kind of just brush off red flags, especially when it comes from friends and family. Um, Why do we defend the behavior of guys that we're dating sometimes? So fucking stupid. After a few months of dating this guy, I finally had to call it quit. Uh, I wasn't expecting, sorry, I keep, I keep fucking losing my spot. I finally had to call it quits. I wasn't expecting um, to see him. He always poked fun at the way I dressed, how thin my arms were, and then I gained weight and then would then gaslight me for bringing it up. I was just so over it. I deserve so much better. Even his friends called him out on it. Um, That's when I knew it had really gone too far. You along with some of my closest girlfriends made me realize my worth. I wish him all the luck in the world, but I, and we deserve to be treated with respect. And ultimately that's what it came down to. So to all the other girlies and gays out there, don't settle for guys who don't treat you with respect and don't settle for what is convenient or just comfortable. I love myself and my body and I deserve to be with someone who will treat me the way that I treat me with kindness and love. Uh, Oh, I love that. That's such a good way to put it. Um, Hope you're well and happy Halloween. Well, thank you so much. Um, And you're 100% right. You are 100% right when it comes to stuff like that. I can't tell you how many times I've been with with someone where I feel worse with them than I did without them. Um, And then you stop seeing each other, you break up, whatever. And you realize like, oh shit, that person was really, really just messing with my my mental. My mental. That person was like, they people have like the people don't realize the gravity of their words, the gravity of the things that they say, the comments that they make. It really is unbelievable how much someone can really just honestly make you like hate yourself and hate the way that you look. So I a thousand percent agree. If I ever Like at this point in my life, like when I was younger, I would put up with shit or I would be really like insecure about my body and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like, if someone um, says anything like that, I'm like, you're so fucking insecure and you hate yourself. So you're trying to bring me onto your level and it just can't happen. It's just not happening at this point because I don't have the energy. I performed in a fucking barn over the weekend. Do you think that you could hurt my feelings? I, I don't think so, buddy. But I had a um, guy once say something to me about like, oh, I was, he's like, oh, I was, um, I don't know if I told you guys this, but he was like, oh, um, I dated this girl who had like pimples on her back, like on her shoulders and on her back. I go, cool, I have that too. (laughs) Like, catch me in the summertime. Catch me in the fucking summertime. It's called being a human. What do you want me to do about it? And he's like, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I go, I don't care. I did fucking clown. Um, but I was just like, I can't, it all has to do with the way they feel about themselves too. Um, this next one says, help me become a Brooklyn girly. Hi, Carly and the kitties. Love you all so much. Uh, you're my favorite thing about Mondays. Well, thank you so much. And I'm looking at Mr. Cute Stanley right now, who's all cuddled up right next to me. And I just love him so much. And I missed my baby so much. And I was watching them on the, um, you know, my, my camera that I have in my apartment when I was gone and they were snuggling and they were like hugging, like, I don't know if they were hugging, but they were snuggling and it was very, very cute. It was very, very cute. They love each other when I'm not home, when I'm home, they literally, you know, Stanley tries to bite Robert's fucking ears off. But, um, okay. So this says, I'm writing in because I just moved to Crown Heights, Brooklyn, after living in Manhattan for a few years. We moved to Brooklyn uh, as we were essentially priced out of Manhattan. We wanted to save money, and this market is insane. I'm almost 30, and I felt like it was time to have a nicer, larger space Um, anyways, so I told myself I would give it a shot as most of our friends live in Crown Heights, but I simply have not fallen in love with Brooklyn like I did in Manhattan. Um, we have a great apartment. It has lots of light, it's very big. I just have this insane FOMO and identity shift after moving to Brooklyn. I don't have the hard eyes like I did in Manhattan. And it's putting a big downer on my daily routine, not being excited about where I am. I need you to help me fall in love with it because I cannot for the life of me go through apartment hunting and the moving process again in New York City. Lord have mercy. And I know you're a fellow BK girly. Thanks. Um, I think it's so funny, like um. I, it really does depend on where you live. i lived in a lot of places that I hated, but you just kind of like push through it. And when, you know, the card, when you're dealt the right cards, you you pick up and move when you can. But um, it definitely does fuck up your mind. Even like my last apartment was kind of similar. Like I had a beautiful space. It was big, but it was in a terrible, like on a terrible block, like on a terrible block. And, but it was, it was like walking distance to a lot of stuff that I really loved. Like a lot of thrift stores that I like, a lot of restaurants that I like was like, you know, 15, 10, 15 minute walk, which is great. Um, but I didn't love exactly where I was at, but you just kind of have to like, um, you just kind of have to have that balance, like Think about all the things you do love about it and find, even if like, it's not in crown Heights, like, I'm sorry, I don't know many places in, in crown Heights. Cause I don't really go out there that much, but I have friends that live there. My good friend, Sarah Brotherton, shout out to Sarah Brotherton, um, used to live in crown Heights before she moved to LA and she really, really loved it. So I know there's cute shit out there. I know people are living there, um, but like go to different parts go to greenpoint like i live in greenpoint i love it i absolutely love it here go go to williamsburg there's beautiful places like carol gardens and um what's that other what's that other freaking part that i just love so much carol gardens it's like over there it's like over there it's near carol gardens um but there's so many great places you just kind of have to get get comfy there have like your favorite try and find like Your favorite coffee place in your neighborhood. Try and find your favorite store in your neighborhood. Your favorite, like just like things you'll look forward to going to, and and places that kind of make you feel like you've nested there. Um, But there's a lot of great places. Like I love um, in Greenpoint. I love like uh, Goldie's. I love. uh, There's another bar. Oh wait, wait. I'm trying to. um, Goldie's Pony Boy. Those are like ones that I go to a good amount. It's just like cute out here. And I like it better than being in the city because the city's so fucking packed and crazy over the weekends. Like you couldn't pay me to go to the damn city. Unless we're doing something fun, unless we like have a plan, Like, but I will die if I am bar hopping in the city on a Saturday as a grown woman in my thirties. You'll sooner find me dead. You'll sooner find me dead. But there's a lot of great places in Brooklyn. You just got to kind of explore a little bit and go out in Williamsburg. It's nice in Williamsburg. Freaking, uh, freaking Williamsburg is the best. Okay, let's see. Um, this next one says, I'm wanting what my best friend has. Hello, Cardi- Carly. <laughs> Why do I keep fucking up words? Hello, Cardi, I said. Carly and the kitty cats. Um, Thank you for always putting a smile on my face and helping start off my Mondays right. I'll get right into it. I'm envious of my best friend and her romantic relationships. It's never easy to admit feeling envious or jealous, but it is. And I'm curious if anyone else has felt this way about a friend too. For starters, this girl is my closest friend. She's supportive, trustworthy, intelligent, kind, etc. And overall, I think she's an amazing person and deserves everything great. The problem is I find myself having such a hard time being happy for her as much as I do want to be while she gets into new relationships because I've been perpetually single for the last five years. Um, not for lack of trying. We all know the dating apps are trash. Let's call the DSNY men to, to clean them up. I would love to watch the DSNY men clean them up. At this point, I would let a garbage man pick me up and throw me into the into the cruncher in the back. What the, What the fuck is that thing called? The jaws that they got back there, the junk in the trunk. Pick me up, throw me in there. She says, anyway, my friend seems to have no issue and she falls hard and fast. And she always ends up with men who treat her like gold, thankfully. She recently just got into a relationship with someone who I honestly feel could be the one. Uh, she absolutely deserves it all, but I can't help but wonder why I'm not meeting or attracting people like this. Seriously, where does she find them? I also want to be a good friend to her during this exciting time in her life, but sometimes hearing and knowing all that she has is something I want so badly makes me feel envious as well as embarrassed. I can't seem to find what I'm looking for. Any tips on how to navigate through these rough waters right now? Love you lots. Kiss you right on the lips. Um, well, first of all, I think it's it's really big of you and really cool of you, honestly, to acknowledge this about yourself and instead of letting it kind of fester and have it come out in different ways. Like, I feel like a lot of times if people are feeling like jealousy or resentment or some type of envy for someone else, it kind of comes out like they'll talk shit about them or they'll start a fight with them or they'll say bad things about them to other people. So it's really, really mature of you the way that you're acknowledging this and By the way, jealousy is such a natural human emotion. It's totally understandable that you would kind of feel like you're not hating on her. You're just feeling a lack of what she seems to so easily get. Right. So I understand it. You know, I I understand. I think we all have times in our lives where we feel this way about someone. um, But it's difficult when it is someone that we're friends with. Right. Because then we feel even shittier. Um, but I think that you're. I I think that you're doing the right thing. I think you're also on the right track. Don't put pressure on yourself. Again, like I I I want everyone to like. We beat ourselves up so much as women, especially like, just don't beat yourself up. Just don't beat yourself up over not meeting somebody. Nobody could fucking meet someone. Okay, I have two boyfriends, Robert and Damn Stanley. Okay. Like, trust me, girl, it's hard for everyone. It has nothing to do with you. That's the thing. Some people, there's just some people that are just like honestly lucky in love or like lucky in their life. They get great jobs, even if they're like not qualified for them. They get a great apartment. The first apartment they happen to look at, they make more money. They, there's just some people who have this like very, like this like lucky way about them. It's so, so interesting. Um, and it's hard right now for everybody else. I mean, how often do we hear about people having a hard time dating? Um, I get it. I, I understand. But just, we have to give ourselves a little bit more grace. And and when the right person comes along, it's going to be great for you. It's going to be great for you and it's going to be worth the wait. And then you have the rest of your life. But right now, just enjoy your life. Enjoy being single. Do nice things for yourself take yourself out to a nice dinner, buy yourself something nice, you know, go get a manicure, go get a massage, whatever it is that you want to do, like to make yourself feel special. Like how, um, our friend in the last email was saying, you know, find someone that treats you the way you treat yourself, like treat yourself that way. Make sure you're doing that because I, I hate seeing it. And I understand where you're coming from. Cause it is hard dating. But also, you know, I wish her all the best. And I hope that her and her boyfriend, um, you know, get married. But you can't like if she just got into a relationship, you everybody's great in the very beginning. Who knows? He probably only has one fucking pillow. You know, but those are the things we don't hear about. Right, Stanley? Okay. Uh, Let's see. This next one says sending this again to bump it up. Hi, Carly. Um, I'm hoping you and your cats can lend me some advice. My best friend of nine years won't speak to me anymore. We've slowly grown apart and moved about nine months ago, but we had a scheduling conflict in late July that was slightly contentious and we didn't speak for six weeks. I messaged her on the ninth anniversary of our mutual friend's death in September and she left me on red. Oof. A few days later, she messaged me saying that I ghosted her and that she no longer wants to speak to me. After a week of back and forth and an apology and an explanation, she told me um, that she would speak to me before the end of October about her feelings and realizations about our friendship, whatever that means. I love her so much and want nothing but the best for her. But what should I do? We lived together for four years and I truly loved our friendship. I deleted Instagram today because I didn't want to see her flaunting her new friends around anymore. And it just hurts my heart. I have other friends and an awesome boyfriend, but it's really, I feel really sad about this right now because we were very close. I started going back to therapy and to try and work through this, but also wanted my girlies advice. Any advice is appreciated. Kiss right on the lips. Um, Oh, and then she, she sent me a picture of, (gasps) did she send me a picture of her cat, her cat in a damn Halloween costume? Hold on. stand by. (gasps) It's a bat. It's a bat cat. Stop. Or is that a devil? That's that is very freaking cute. It's a devil. It's definitely a devil cuz bats the, the wings are red. The wings are red. I don't know. The cat is cute. At the end of the day, it's black and white. Oh, how is thinking cute? I want more cats. Don't let me get any more though cuz I'll actually end up in a mental institution. But um All right. It's so hard, like uh, when a friendship ends, especially one that was nine years long and that kind of ended. It seems like abruptly, and seemed kind of like a misunderstanding too. So you have to wonder what it is that's making it kind of seemingly so easy for her to end this relationship. Like, what's going on with her? Does is she going through something in her life? Could she be depressed? Could she be? hiding something. Could she really need someone right now? But she's like, you know, sometimes when we're going through things in life, we push people away. That's kind of what I'm getting from this because I don't know that it doesn't seem like anything really happened. You guys grew apart because you moved away and then you had a scheduling conflict. I mean, that happens every week. It happens every weekend with, with friends, you know? I don't think it's worth ending a nine-year friendship over, Uh, especially your best friend. Like something's up, something's up. Are they in? Are they in a happy relationship? Like what's going on in her life? You know. But I do think that you should just reach out. If it were me, this would just kind of raise a little bit of a red flag for me, and I would just reach out saying, "Hey, I don't know what's going on with you, but I just want to let you know I love you and I miss you, and you know, I, I would love for us." to get together and talk things out. Cause I'm really confused at how this ended. And I would, I think after us being friends for so long, I think I deserve a little bit more of an explanation as to, you know, what you think would warrant this type of reaction. Cause I would be, I hate being left in the dark on stuff like that. Um, and something about, I don't know, something about it is just giving me like It feels like she's hiding something. I don't know. Maybe she's unhappy in her relationship or or something like that. But I would just reach out kind of as a lifeline to her too. Like, hey, if you need anything, just let me know. Um, All right. This next one says, please help. Hi, Carly, sweet baby angel. Hope you're having the best day. Well, thank you so much. I'm the girl who saw you on the bus in London the other week and you reposted it on your Instagram story. yes oh my god how exciting you guys by the way i'm going to london um next month and i'm so excited and i booked it going by myself because i was like i'm freaking european as hell and i'm british vibes sorry they're gonna stop me at customs they're gonna go oh what's uh what's your reason for traveling here i'm gonna go what well, vibes i'm well, british vibes <laughs> what do you fucking know vibes Really? Okay. That's what I'm going to say to them. I'm right at customs, and I will go to jail. I would love that. Um. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to England, and I was going to go by myself, and then and then my bestie was like, "I'll go for a few days." I'm like, "Okay, girl." Uh. Okay. So she saw me. She's the girl who who sent me a picture of the Y bus that is that is still roaming around over there in, in London, which is kind of crazy feel like it's been a while. Uh, all right. She says, I started seeing a guy almost two months ago and things could not be going better. We've known each other since 2018, but we were both always in relationships and living in different cities. So things never worked out until now we're compatible in every single way. I literally see myself marrying this man, never been happier in a relationship. However, he just got out of a relationship about eight months ago and has very much moved on. No worries there. But the problem is I know his ex-girlfriend and we are somewhat friends. My brother-in-law is friends with the guy I've been seeing. That's how I met him. And so is my sister. And brother-in-law used to hang out with the guy I've been seeing and his ex. Okay. So her brother-in-law and her sister used to hang out with this guy and his ex-girlfriend. And that's how she met him is through them. Uh, We met at my sister's bachelorette party last year when they were still together and live in the same city as her. So we hung out one or two times outside of that last summer. She's really just such a nice person. I know they're broken up and have been for quite a few months, but I'm absolutely terrified to go public with him because of what her reaction might be. I don't want to blindside her in any way. Am I way overthinking this, or do you think I should text her and tell her about the situation before posting him on my social media? Or should I block her from seeing my posts? I feel like that's so stupid, but I honestly haven't spoken to her in over a year, but would definitely go up to her and say hi to her if I saw her, uh, if that makes any sense. So I hope, sorry, I hope this isn't a jumbled mess. I took three edibles and can't come up with an FMK, but love you so much. Well, I love you too. Um, I think that if it were me, like if I'm putting myself in her shoes, first of all, this girl's not your bestie. Like, I love that you are considering her. Um, but I would just say to her, like, listen, if it were me, if I was her and like, I hung out with someone, I met a girl at a party. I hung out with her a couple times over a year ago and she hit me up being like, I'm dating her ex-boyfriend. I would, first of all, I would be like, which one? And then she would be like this one. I, I would. I would be like, okay, you know, like I wouldn't care, but I would respect her more for telling me, like, I think you should just reach out like, Hey, this is super weird, but I'm dating so-and-so we've been together for a little bit and it's getting really serious. I wanted to just give you the heads up and and give you the respect of telling you, or he could tell her. Um, but I don't think that she's going to like curse you out or anything because you guys aren't that close, you know? Again, I would love for someone to be like, I'm dating this guy. I'd be like, I literally don't even remember that guy. That would be my response because I'm terrible. Um, All right. This next one says, email response to a potty question. Hello, you sweet fairy princess. Oh, that's a first. And I'm not mad at it. I just want to... First, confess my undying love for you. I've been an OG listener and I listen to the potty every Wednesday morning, getting ready for work. Oh, how cute. Thank you. I, as well as all of the other girlies in the gays and occasional cis men say thank you and appreciate you for doing what you do. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, So this is an email response to last week's potty where a girly wrote in about falling out of love while still in a lease with her boyfriend. I work in property management and I just wanted to chime in. Ooh, I love that. Okay. I wanted to suggest before any decisions are made to look at your lease contract. Where I work, subletting is not allowed and you can get evicted or into big legal trouble if you go against your lease contract. You're able to break your lease early, uh, but you have to quote unquote buy out your lease contract. My property has a one and a half month rent buyout, for instance, if your rent is $1,000, your buyout amount would be 1,500. I was told this is a very low I was told this is very low for the area that we live in, which is a suburb of a huge city. Also at this property, if you're a primary resident, as opposed to being an occupant or roommate, you have to buy out. You can't just leave. Um, My opinion is to talk to your leasing office and see if you can get your name off the lease as long as you're not a primary and have your boyfriend have a roommate be added to his lease so that you're not financially responsible anymore. I would please reread your lease contract um, to know what your options are and what the price would be. Then talk to your leasing office and see if you're able to leave. I hope this helps at all. It is a legal contract, so you have to be very careful of what you do. Thank you so much for that. And you sound so official. I would rent an apartment from you. I really would. I would trust you with my life. Let's see but that's true. It is a legal contract. I know. And that's what, that's the thing. That's why I need you guys to chime in sometimes. Cause I'm like, all right, just like finesse them. And then, you know, tell them you don't have a job anymore. Like I give real, you guys, I give really bad advice. If it's anything legal, like, please, for the love of God, don't listen to me. You know, if it's something that's like legally binding, please just don't listen to me. You can ask me and I'll answer, but you might end up in jail. And I don't know if the girlies would last a day in jail. So listen to the leasing officer. Um, Okay. This one says, mom-in-law. Hi, Carly and the cute kitties. Let's get right into it. I wanted to write in after listening to last week's podcast with the weird mother-in-law. So my boyfriend and I have been together for six years. We bought our first home during COVID and we're just living life with our two puppies. But tell me why his mother gives me the ick. She really just makes me so uncomfortable, LOL. (laughs) For starts they are Hispanic and only speak Spanish so it's really hard to communicate with them unless my boyfriend translate. I do know some Spanish but I don't speak it with them because I just get laughed out. I get laughed at for pronouncing words wrong. Anyway, it kind of makes it hard to build a one-on-one connection. Tell me why when we first got together she told him not to date me because people don't stay married and cheat. Girl, what? I was appalled. Um first red flag, not to mention when her and all the other moms, friends, and aunties got together. All they did was, uh, all they did was talk about whose auntie is sleeping with whoever whoever's married man. Okay, sorry, I lost my spot. Also, when any of my friends go to visit their family um, in Mexico for a fiesta that goes on for like two weeks every year they all cheat on their fiance's. I'm just appalled at all of that. Um, and not okay with it, but his mom has the audacity to say shit to me when we first got together, like, girl, what another thing is that really annoys me, girl, I feel like, is this a voice memo? <laughs> I feel like you, I, you know, when you do voice translate on your on your iPhone. And you're just like, Hey girl. Yeah. Sorry. I'm in traffic. Oh, hold on. I'll have a large, um, iced coffee. All right. Hold on. Let me start off. Let me pick up where, let me pick up where I left off. Okay. Another thing that really annoys me is every time we go over their house, she legit screams my baby and runs to my boyfriend squealing and hugging him and rocking him back and forth. Like he's for a solid three minutes every single time while while I'm just standing in the doorway. We're both 26 and this behavior is just so cringe. My boyfriend texts her good morning and good night every single day and just cares so much about her opinion. He will do things only to please her. For example, they live one hour away and she'll call him at 8 p.m. asking to run to the store for her in the middle of the night while we're watching a movie. Ooh. And he'll go do it. Uh, The chokehold she has on him is so unhealthy and he just doesn't understand that it's not normal. It's so hard because I can't say anything about it since she's a legit God in his eyes. I don't know how to deal with it. It makes me wonder. Um, It makes me just never want to be around her and his family. Please help. Um, Give the kitties a kiss for me. And then she gives, ooh, a Halloween themed. Oh, happy Halloween, you guys, by the way. This is coming out on Halloween. Uh, Halloween themed uh, fuck, Mary kill. So ugh. can you tell him like just to set boundaries with her? I know that I know you're saying like you don't think that's possible because he would do anything for her. But I think that if she's calling him in the middle of the night and saying like, can you just run and grab me something? Can he say like, you know, no, I have to wake up early tomorrow. I, I don't want to be driving back home here this late. Um, but other than that, you just kind of have to deal. Like if she's talking, you know, if she's like, uh, babying him, like, oh, my little baby, blah, blah, blah. Like, is that crazy? Kind (laughs) of. But at the same time, what can you say? Like, you can't tell him like, oh, tell your mom to stop hugging you and, and calling you my baby and screaming and, and flailing around when you walk in the damn door. Cause he's probably just like, you, you know. How could he stop her from doing that? I mean, it would be amazing, but I think for the most part, the only thing you could do is just have him set boundaries with her. And also like, again, like if, if you come up in conversation, if mom says something about you, if one of the aunts says something about you, you could just say like, you could, he could just like stand up for you and just say like, you know, I love her and I want to be with her and she makes me really happy and she's a wonderful person. So please, you know, cause that's what it is. He should be standing up for you, especially if you don't, um, really commu- you guys can't really communicate well, which I think could also be the thing. Um, because you only know what they've said from him. Right. So maybe it's just like a, uh, like kind of gets lost in translation maybe she wants to be closer with you too but it's just difficult but all right let's do these fuck marry kills so this first one that we had gotten in was in the first email it was uh an online dating fuck marry kill which i want to kill them all i'm not online dating but um hinge bumble and raya so i've never been on hinge um but I've heard, okay, I'm actually like, you want to know what? I've never been on Hinge, but I might actually marry Hinge because why is everybody so hot that my friends meet on Hinge? So I would like, I would, I would like to marry Hinge. Because Hinge seems like it is hot, right? Um I guess I'll fuck Raya and then I'll kill Bumble. And I guess the only reason I'm fucking Raya is just because. I mean, I really shouldn't because I've been, uh, I was on it since, you know, for like fucking 2016, two, 2016 17, 18, 19, 20, seven years. And I, I, you know, the app doesn't work at the end of the day. um. All right, the next one is Fuck, Mary, Kill, Casper the Friendly Ghost, Jack Skellington, or Beetlejuice. You gotta kill Casper because he's he's young. But when Casper becomes a boy, when we were that age, because I was like younger than who, 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 who was it? Devin uh, Sawa. Is that a name? How the fuck did I just remember that? Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Devin Sawa. Yes. So, okay, so it was Devin Sawa. And he was like my first crush when I was little because he was so freaking cute. When Casper became a real boy, forget it. Wow, I can't believe that name is ingrained in my head. I haven't thought about this guy in a million years. What's he up to now, by the way? He's 44 years old. He's from Vancouver. He's been married since 2010 to a lady named Donnie. And... All right. He's taken, ladies. You know. Um, but I did love him. But you gotta kill Casper, unfortunately. Even though he's a ghost, you can't really kill him, but it's okay. Jack, I guess then I have to fuck either Jack Skellington or Beetlejuice. Ugh. I guess I'm gonna marry Beetlejuice and then fuck Jack Skellington. I don't know. I feel like Jack Skellington is like probably more my type than Beetlejuice is if I'm just looking at like people I've you know, like been attracted to I would probably be attracted to like Jack Skellington if, if I saw him walking down the street I'd be like he's kind of hot like in a weird way Beetlejuice I wouldn't feel that way so I would just marry him that's all um I think he would be more fun as a husband too but yeah that's my answer let me know what you guys would do and it really does suck because Casper was you know when we were when I was little Casper was like one of my first crushes, but anywho, you guys, I love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I will see you next week, next Monday, secret keepers club. And on Thursdays, we are on Spotify at 80 Eastern five Pacific on Spotify live app for confessions with Carly. Enjoy your week. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.